My first big order came from my insurance agent. She called me one day during the holidays or really before the holidays and said that she needed 250 gifts for her customers. I asked her a lot of information about her customers, who were they, the ages, the gender and such information. And while I was glad to get the order, I was even more happy that it wasn't gift basket orders. She wanted the gifts in tote bags because of her budget. So it was easy for me and a couple of friends to put together these gifts. If it wasn't easy, I still would have done it because it was my first order and I was very thrilled about creating 250 gifts and what the experience would be behind that. And that was way before I found out what it was really like from another person who had created gifts. So I find myself to be pretty lucky, for lack of a better word, of the experience of putting together such an order. But a lot of times when you are a designer and you're making one gift at a time, when such an order comes in from wherever it comes in, all of a sudden there's a bit of a panic. What am I going to do with this order? How am I going to get it out? And that's what we're going to talk about today. At some point in your gift basket life, whether you've done it already or not, you're going to have a big order. And that order is going to need order. <laughs> and the steps that you require to make sure that that order goes as smoothly as possible from the beginning to the end is something that you want to know that you have in your arsenal of procedures before the order comes. So we're going to talk about that so that you are prepared for not only the first order, but the orders to come. Stay tuned. ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, The Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. Usually in the course that I teach, Start Your Own Gift Basket Business, there's a person, a new designer who has the question, what happens when I get a big order? That is a concern, kind of exciting, a little bit scary. And having such an order is a triumph. In general, it is a triumph because that means that you've marketed in the right way. You've met, not really met, but you have approached the type of people who want the gifts and gift baskets that you create. They are not going to one of the big companies that always advertise on television or through cable. You are the person who you say you are, the person who is able to create and deliver a large number of gift baskets. And usually you have made one or two gifts for that particular person or maybe the organization. So that brings gives you entry into creating a big order. You may be asking yourself, what is a big order? <laughs> well, a big order certainly is different for everyone, but in general, a big order is a minimum of 300 gifts or 300 gift baskets. A big order to you at this point might be 100 baskets. 
And that's generally big if you've just been making one or two baskets every so often. But when you are in the gift basket business, 300 gifts or more ends up being what is generally known as a big order. Now, such orders of that capacity don't arrive often. There's usually an annual event, some kind of yearly event or reason why the company, and it's usually a company, wants this number, this quantity of gifts or gift baskets. And I always say gifts or gift baskets because we're not always making a basket in a gift. Sometimes it's in a crate. Sometimes it's in a box. Sometimes it's in a mug. We create gifts in all types of containers for whatever reason our customers want. And that's the same for your big order. A corporation will usually know what they want because of the certain occasion that they want all of these gifts for. But the person who calls and possibly that person's team is going to need guidance as to how the order is going to be finalized in terms of what products that you are going to get for them and the overall appearance of this particular type of gift within the big order. So I have 10 general steps for you to, to guide you into your big order. And certainly this is not only for those of you who are just getting into gift baskets, just starting to make them, but certainly for those of you who have been in the business for some years, there are probably some steps here that will help you to, to just massage what you've already been doing. Maybe there's some steps or some pointers that are going to assist you in ensuring that once you've crossed the threshold from 300 gifts or gift baskets into the thousands, that you are certainly ready for that step for those processes. Let's start, and these are in order. Certainly you can move the order as you want, but these are the general orders that I move through when I have a big order or when I'm working with designers who have big orders. The first step is to ask your contact a lot of questions about the company. You want to find out about the organization, the products or services that they provide and how many employees that they have, where the headquarters is and if they have sat satellite offices. And you want to know this because you want to have the general foundation about a company. Now you could certainly find out information through a website if that company has a website and they probably do. But at the same time, the website might not be updated. It seems like the bigger the company, <laughs> the less time that they make to create information or they don't always have a person who updates the information on their website. So finding out what you need to find out through your contact is going to be very beneficial or it will certainly augment what you read on a website. You want to just know the background of a company so that you get the, I'll say it this way, the flavor of the company so that as you start to determine with that person what you're going to create, that it's going to match what that company wants as its representation. A second step after speaking with your contact is to create a proposal that you're going to give the person. And that proposal is going to have three options for the gift that you're going to make. It's not always about one option. Sometimes after talking, you do need to provide three different types of gifts that you could create. 
One option could be in a gift basket. Another could be in a crate. And a third option might be in a box go box or another type of container. It all depends on the conversation and the vision that the person has for the gift that's going to be made. Now, if from the conversation, there's just one option, they absolutely know what they want and you know in general what you're going to create in, in terms of that vision, you can skip the proposal because the proposal, again, is going to have three options. But if there's just one option, that's your contract. You don't need a proposal if you absolutely know what they want and what you're going to create for them. So the third step is going straight to the contract. Your contract can be and will be very straightforward, but at the same time, you want your initial text to guide the corporation into what you know about them. So you could say something if, if you are Barbara and your company is called Barbara's Gift Baskets. You would start the text similar to, we at Barbara's Gift Baskets understand your need to provide gifts or gift baskets, whatever it is, for the annual productivity meeting or whatever it is. So you're starting off with exactly what you know you're going to create and you're going to give that first sentence as what you know you're going to create for this particular company. And then you continue with, we will provide whatever you're going to provide for them. You know that it's going to be in a crate, you know it's going to have their personalized ribbon, it's going to be something like that. And there's going to be a lot more information that's placed in that contract such as the specific dates for delivery and what the delivery schedule is going to be and how you're going to be paid. But you start your contract with that type of initial text and move on to all the specifics within the order that this company is placing. Now, of course, this could be for an individual, but usually a big order is for a corporation. So I'm going to stick with that. The fourth point is that you need to be paid. How are you going to collect your fee? You can say in the contract that the payment is going to be upfront, which is recommended, but you could have a 75% deposit and then the rest of the money is due. The rest of the payment is due upon delivery. You want to also within that payment, you want to, and within the contract, you want to state if there's going to be a cancellation clause, what are your terms for that and other terms that may be appropriate for your business in terms of this first big order. That information has to be added to the contract and you're also going to state what happens if payment is not completed on time. Some companies want to wait and wait. You have to let them know that if the payment, if the initial payment or the whole payment is not made on time, there's going to be a delay in creating the gifts or gift baskets. That is in the contract as well. You document all that information. So nothing is left to, oh, I thought, blah, blah. <laughs> there's no time for blah, blah in big orders. Number five is to make sure that you can get the right amount of products from your vendors and you wanna get those products on time for this order. If you need to wait a month for the products, you, you really don't want to wait a month until they're needed. You want the products as soon as possible so that you have the products wherever they need to be 
so that you and others are going to be making the gifts. And I'll be talking about the others. You also want to ask about discounts when you are ordering products because you are ordering so much for this large order that discounts ought to be part of the deal from whatever company, supplier, manufacturer you're working with. And in addition, when you order, you need to order at least 10% more product than you need because packages, when they do, are delivered, something's going to be crushed, something's going to be broken. There's going to be a problem with some of the product. I've seen this myself with the designers that I work with and in large companies that I've worked with as well. Anything can happen within shipping boxes as they're going from point A to your point B. You can get credit for any of that breakage later, but right now you need to get the order completed. So you cannot wait for another shipment because you didn't order 10% more product. Make sure that you complete that as well within your order process. Number six, what are the logistics to make and store this order? That means where is it going to be done? You cannot do this work in your dining room, living room. This is not where you have a big order process happening because there's a lot of checks and balances that you're going to have people helping you. There's no room in your home. If you have a family, they're, going to, they're not going to feel good about all that space and people invading their space. So you have to make sure that you have enough space in your current facility if you are outside of your home or do you have to rent another space elsewhere according to however big this order is this is a project as i mentioned is not it's not recommended for your home space unless you have a separate area of your home a she shed a finished attic a finished basement those are the kinds of spaces that could be accommodating but again it depends on how large this big order is Seven is to make this order as simple as you can. You want to check with your product source or the supplier. That's who I'm talking about, your wholesaler. Check with that source to make sure that each product has the right expiration date. You don't want anything that's within three or six months at a minimum for expiration of any of the products that you are ordering, the goodies, the edible items. You also want to keep the design easy for this gift. You don't want anything complicated. You don't want all kinds of stacks on top of stacks, <laughs> on top of more stacks. You want a simple gift arrangement that's going to look elegant, yet something that is going to be easy enough for you to share what the, what the instructions are for making this gift with the people who are going to be helping you. You want to hopefully use a shrink wrap bag so that the whatever container you use is going to fit into the shrink wrap bag and make it easy to just shrink the bag and have the gift ready. So you want to create an elegant and appropriate gift, but you want to do it as simplistically as possible. Number eight is you need help. You, you didn't think that you were going to make all these 300, 900,000 gifts on your own just to save money. Any money you make, you won't be saving. You will be giving that to a doctor. <laughs> if you do this yourself, you don't want to do that. You want to and have to hire staff to complete this order. The one designer I know who received an order for 5,000 gift baskets, she rented a building for this project, for her project, 
and she hired 30 people. So you need to think on those terms for large orders. And again, large is relative. It's 300, it's 900, it's thousands. And you have to think on those terms because the room you think is going to be appropriate is probably too small. Someone is, you also have to think in terms of the staff, you also have to think about the people you're hiring and the problems that can occur. And some things do occur. Someone won't show up. Another person isn't feeling well. Something else personal happens in a person's life. And that means that you're going to have a few less staff from time to time during this particular process to create and really complete this order. Sometimes the weather gets in the way as well. Sometimes there's rain or snow. Thank goodness there's not fire and brimstone, but something sometimes happens with the weather that slows down your process. So in terms of health, you need help with staff and you need to recognize that some bumps happen along the way with staff and inclement weather that might slow up your process. Number nine is to do as much as possible before the process or the assembly starts. And it's not you that's doing all the work ahead of time, you are part of it, but others who are helping you are going to make sure that certain things that can be done ahead of the, the items that are shipped is done. That can include making sure that the ribbon is cut or bowls are made. As products come in, items are going to be opened up. The boxes meaning, not items, but boxes are going to be opened, lined up on shelves. There's a lot of preparatory work that can be done ahead of time and ought to be done ahead of time. So that's something that is going to be a part of your process. And number 10 is how are you going to remove all the trash? And I know I've mentioned this in other episodes, but it is really critical when you have a big order. You are going to have boxes and wrapping material all over the place. This is not for just a regular trash can. You're going to need to rent at least one dumpster to get everything out of wherever you're renting or whatever facility you're in. You're not going to be able to put this in your home trash and say, oh yeah, I just, you know, I just fed a couple of people and this is all the trash. <laughs> your usually towns don't take trash like that. They've recognized that this was something that has to do with business. So you need a way to get rid of all the trash, make it easy and get that dumpster or whatever type of receptacle is required for all the trash you're going to have. And those are the 10 steps for success with your first big order. You are asking a lot of questions. You're speaking with your contact to make sure that either you're going to have a proposal or a contract and when you have the contract, you're going to make sure that it is starts off correctly with what you know you're going to create for this particular company. You're going to make sure that you're paid properly and you're going to ask and really not ask, but make sure that your vendors have the product you need and get it to you on time. You're going to know where you're making these products, where you're making these gifts and gift baskets, and you're ensuring that the process for design is as simple is as simple as possible yes yeah, say that three times <laughs> you're making sure that it's as simple as possible but elegant at the same time you're going to have staff 
and you're going to ensure that you have enough staff because some staff might not be there when you need them because of things that just happen in life. You're going to ensure that you do as much ahead of time as possible with cutting this and opening that and storing that, all those things. And you're making sure that the trash is moved at, or out of the facility as best as possible. Now, these are the 10 big order steps that are great. It's a great foundation, good preparation. But there are some issues you can imagine that I wasn't able to mention here. Your contract needs some special clauses. The order calculation has to make sure that you have enough of a markup that covers everything that you need from staff to storage, um, just to make sure that you do have proper income for this big order. And when you complete the order, then you're going to want more orders like this. How are you going to make sure that you get more orders like this? Or if you don't, how will your business evolve? Can you really make this kind of order happen again? I mean, you can't make it happen, but how can you encourage this particular company that you ordered, that ordered from you and other companies to follow along? And finally, how do you evaluate this first experience? What would you do again? And how would you make sure that any kind of snafu that happened won't occur the next time a big order comes your way? These steps will help guide you to that first big order. And I congratulate you ahead of time because it is coming if it hasn't come already. And if you had a big order, then my hope is that some of these, if not just one of these 10 steps, will help you navigate through the next big order that occurs. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for your first big order, 10 Steps for Success. Next week, we're going to discuss another important topic that's going to elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier, wishing you baskets of success. <laughs>